Welcome to Down with the Dig. I'm Shella. And I'm Matt. This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. Today's episode is titled Blindsided. Matt, can you tell us why we decided to call it Blindsided? Well, Shella, as we sit here today, we just found out that yet again, we've lost another member in a work zone incident. And it's just too common of a tale these days that we hear someone, one of our brothers or sisters in the field, has lost their life, again, needlessly. Every time I hear that, I think of my son out there, my father. Um, It's just devastating. I just can't even imagine getting that phone call. I mean, that has to be the worst phone call to ever get in your life. It's certainly a a life-changing moment for those people that are left behind when these senseless incidents happen again. You just think he left this morning, just like every other morning, to go to work, and then, you know, he's not going to come home tonight to his family. It's just so sad. I know you work at the fund office, or you take care of the insurance pension, that type of thing. How do you find out when something like this happens? Typically, we find out through one of the local business managers calling us and letting us know that they've lost their member. That has to be hard for you and the rest of the employees there. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to to answer that phone and have to explain how they access their benefits or what benefits are going to be available to them. You know, these workers go out there and work every day thinking they're they're accruing a big pension or a good pension that's going to last the rest of their life. And generally it does. But when that life is snuffed short, the, the survivors are left to pick up the pieces and try to figure out how they're going to survive on what should have been the member's pension. And I'm sure it's a lot of times it's hard for them to even comprehend what you're saying to them. It is. They're usually in a state of shock and they just don't know even how to put one foot in front of the other, let alone plan for the future financially. What kinds of things do we do to help families during this time? Well, first thing that's available is we make sure that they're aware of the mental health counseling that we have through our insurance fund. You know, mental health is so important these days, and there are so many things that can affect our mental well-being. But one of the biggest things is the loss of a loved one. And so we want to make sure that those resources are available to our members and their beneficiaries so that when things like this happen, they have a resource that they can fall back on and help them get through this terrible time. Even though we have things to offer those survivors, it's not enough to replace a life. And that's why we would like to introduce you today to Linda Cook. She's a dear friend of ours. She lost her husband, Steve, in a work zone safety accident. And her story is, sadly to say, is like many other members' families. Let's listen to Linda's heart-wrenching story in her own words. On September 30th, 2017, I got a call from Steve's boss that said Steve was in a bad accident to get to the hospital that he had told me to go to as quick as I could. It took us over two hours to get to the hospital. And then I found out that Steve was killed on impact. And it was the worst morning, the worst call of my life. This guy was going between 62 and 70 miles an hour, they claimed, when Steve got hit. That took a big part of my heart. That will never heal. Steve always did all safety protocol. He said if something happened to him out there, it would not be his fault. This was a senseless accident, and we know it was. People that I talk to about slowing down and being cautious for the work zones, 
don't really understand that they're that close to traffic. That's the main issue. We need to slow down. They need to work close to traffic to fix these roads, to repair them and make them better for us to drive on. I feel it's really important to get the awareness out there for all the drivers. Everybody drives. We need to be aware. We need to be cautious. We need to respect the road crew crew workers out there. We need to just be considerate of them. They're men and women, their husbands, wives, daughters, sons, uncles, grandpaps. We just need to respect them. Let them do their job. Give them some space. Leave work a little early. Just, just slow down. Save a life. Linda's been a huge advocate for us in promoting our work zone safety message. And it's such a heart-wrenching, horrible story. And I just cannot even imagine the, the, what she felt when she got that call. It's certainly eye-opening. And, you know, it's not just the family members that suffer when these work zone incidents take place. The crew that was with Mr. Cook that night and witnessed what happened in the aftermath had to be absolutely devastated by what they saw with their own eyes. They probably have nightmares themselves. And and they probably, when they got home that night, just probably hugged their family and were just so grateful that, you know, they made it home. Right. And I'm sure, I, I just wonder if they have thoughts of, being a little scared to go into work the next day after something like that happens. I certainly would be. And, you know, I think our international union really steps in there with the Labor's Health and Safety Fund of North America. They have a critical incident response team that can step in and help talk about what happened and and talk to those members, the, the crew members that were out there and and provide some counseling and some PTSD services and that kind of thing that help them get back to a job where The cars are still going by at high rates of speed, and their lives are in danger every single day. I'm so grateful that I work for an organization like the Laborers that care so much about their members, their members' families, and are always right there to help in a time of need. It really is a brotherhood, and the ones, like I said, the crew that is left behind, they saw their brother get hit and killed in a work zone. So you would think with COVID, with everything being closed, the quarantine, that you wouldn't see as much traffic on the road, therefore you wouldn't have as many work zone accidents. But clearly that's not the case. Unfortunately, I think what happens is people see a wide open road and they want to go as fast as they can, no matter if it's a work zone or just a wide open normal working road. Also with things starting to open back up and you've got kids out that usually are in score at camp or, you know, not on the roads, are on the roads, and it's it's like the traffic laws just don't exist anymore. And I think what we've seen is no real decrease in work zone incidents in 2020. The things that happened in 2019 that we thought might be alleviated by COVID and not as many people on the road, they're happening at the same rate as they did last year. It does seem like the trend is moving upward instead of downward. And that's our goal is to bend the curve downward. We want to keep our workers safe. We want to keep the drivers safe. And the only way to do that is to pay attention in work zones. Matt, have you ever driven through one of those work zones and noticed how close your car looks like it is to those workers or those barriers? Of course, especially if you're traveling alongside a bigger vehicle like a semi-truck. You feel like you're being squeezed beside that or between that semi-truck and those concrete barriers that are on the other side. 
you know, I think about driving down a country road and how often my right side tires just start to hit the, the gravel on the side over there. And you know, you're, you're drifting off the road just a little bit. Well, in a work zone, you're now intruding on the worker's space. That's how a lot of those intrusions happen is that you, you feel like you're squeezing through there and you're trying to get out of the way of that car in the lane next to you and you just go off that road. And sometimes you go off that berm, kind of lose control of the vehicle. One of the best things we can do is talk to one of our laborers about the issues they deal with every single day in work zones. Here's Dave Schultz, a traffic supervisor, talking about his perspective on work zone safety. Well, there's a long list of it. There's impaired drivers, there's people that's texting, there's people that's not paying attention, not courteous. Um, you name it, it's out here. I've got photos of vehicles crashing into uh, impact attenuators. I've got vehicles, pictures of vehicles that's upside down because people don't want to yield or merge correctly. If you was to drive my project out here and see this barrier wall, moved instead of being in a straight line that's where an accident happened there was a tesla driving northbound just right behind us and uh didn't see a semi beside her and turned in front of the semi and the semi's bumper ripped her car uh, down the side like it was a piece of butter the silverado was traveling southbound and the guy mentioned that he took his eyes off the wheel for just a split second and he hit an impact attenuator and pretty much drove the motor and transmission into the cab of the truck I see a lot of texting, not merging correctly. Uh, pay attention to the, uh, the the trucks with the flashing lights. It's a law. If you see flashing lights, emergency vehicles, construction, you slow down, you move over. It was a month ago, there was a young lady killed uh, simply fixing guardrail. Don't know, we, we've had a, a gentleman get killed by a drunk driver on a paving crew. It's very sad. Nighttime work, uh, it's visibility. That's why we're wearing this um, class three at night. I have law enforcement out here with me. Uh, they'll even tell you uh, they don't care about those lights. They don't care. They just people drive to get to their destination no matter how they get there. Well, it's my life and it's your life. I mean, wherever you're going, you'll get there eventually. And if it's a hold up of five, 10 minutes, that's five, 10 minutes that you didn't kill anybody or yourself. That's, I mean, at night out here, it is a joy to work because you have the drunk drivers. You have people that have to get off their second shift. And if I have a road closed and a dedicated detour that you can read, you should follow it instead of driving the wrong way on the road and get two tickets. And that's happened uh, Monday night. That happened Tuesday night. And... I don't understand why people want to drive the wrong way to start with in my construction zone. This is my office. This is my safe space. From that wall to here is me. You're out there. And if I have to be out there, I've got myself covered with law enforcement and plenty of advanced warning. So pay attention. And so I can go home and so you can go home. David Schultz, Ohio Labor, Local 530 Zanesville. You know, Shella, one thing that struck me about what Dave said was working at night. And we see so often the workers at night with their big floodlights and everything to light up the work zone and really to light up. So, you know, from miles away as a driver, we're coming up on something and we need to pay better attention. 
Yeah, that kind of struck a chord with me, too, because I know anytime I've driven at night, they have those things. They're so lit up. It's almost like a baseball, football stadium. They're so lit up. And they also, a lot of times, will have law enforcement out there, too, with their lights going to, like you said, let you know miles down the road what you're coming up on. The only danger sometimes in that is the moth effect, right? So you see a a bright flashing light and your eye is automatically drawn to that light. But if your eye goes away from the road to that light, now you're not looking at what's right in front of you. And sometimes that can lead to dire consequences. Some things that drivers can do is respect the work zone signage. Don't drive distracted. Obey posted speed limits. Watch for the workers, and then always expect the unexpected. You just never know. There could be a truck pulling out of the work zone. There could be a worker coming out of the work zone. You just always got to be aware, always got to pay attention, and just always obey the law. And, of course, as always, get off your phone. Don't be making calls. Don't be texting anytime when you're driving, but especially in work zones. You know, a lot of the accidents in work zones are rear-end accidents because People are falling much too closely to the car in front of them, and then something unexpected happens, and there's not enough time to stop. Give a lot of distance in between you and that car in front of you, because oftentimes there's barriers on either side of you, and there is no escape route. The only option is to hit the person in front of you. And then for our members themselves, don't become complacent. Matt, have you ever been in an airplane when the flight attendant starts telling you about, you know, you got your flotation device if the oxygen falls from the ceiling. I've heard that spiel so many times. I could probably give it myself, but that's kind of the point, right? I've become complacent now, and it's old hat to me, but I really do need to pay attention to that. You know, they've done a study on airplane accidents, and the people that know where they're sitting in the plane, know how to get out uh, quickly if something were to happen, they're the ones that survive. Pay attention to those daily toolbox talks. Take your time. Don't rush. Wear your high-vis clothing. Just use common sense. And don't be complacent. Don't take for granted. You know what to do in every circumstance. You have to keep your head on a swivel. Know what's coming. And just like we tell our drivers to expect the unexpected, same thing with the laborers out there. Expect the unexpected because you never know what could happen. Keep your eye on your coworker. You know, you have their back. Help them, help them get home and help yourself get home. As the administrator of the benefit funds, I would much rather cut a retirement check than to cut a death benefit check to one of our members. Before we close today, I'd like to say hi to all the new listeners we have out there. And we hope that this podcast helped you today. If you have any questions or comments, we want to hear from you. So go to our website at downwiththedig.com. And if you want to email us, go to talk at downwiththedig.com. We would love to hear from you. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up in the coming weeks, including one with an NFL legend. So please come back and listen again. Let's be safe out there. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening, and let's be careful out there.